It's a new day. Yes, it is. Yeah, come on, get off your phone. Get your yeah, respect. You know what I'm saying? Get on your phone in the countdown, bro. That's you know real disrespect. How dare you? Left to right in the countdown, sir. And he's no, oh, he's, what? You have the gall to to breathe on your knuckles and rub them? Wow! Like like a movie villain? Wow! How dare you? On your nails? Whoa, bro! Are That's you about to put a chain on? Don't put it. Don't put that chain on. Check on the five. What's he doing? Is, he's he going to disrespect me. He's going to disrespect me by getting icy. He got icy. He just got icy on us. I don't like that. That's that thing that I don't like is getting icy wow. on me. Disrespect the five. That? And he put the, he's turning the hypervolt on? You got to put the, he's getting cozy right now? He's working out the knots? You working out the knots in your traps right now? Instead of putting some respect on the five? Oh, no, 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 no. He didn't just put a chip in his mouth. You didn't just put a chip in your mouth. What was it? What was it? A chip? What else is he grabbing for now? Was it tortilla? I don't even know. Tortilla? Oh, he oh he he's putting out his he award now. He, he got esports award. Content creator of the year. Content creator of the year. Content creator of the year. Esports content creator of the year. Look, Put you might you might not be able to see this, but right now this man simultaneously. I'm talking about, he didn't put any of these things down. I'm talking about this man right now is currently munching on a chip. He's not even looking in the direction of the camera right now. He just waved his hand to dismiss me. He is right now, he has his hypervolt on. He is working wow. out a kink in his wow. trap. He he is now licking, oh, wow. he's, he's doing the thing where, where you lick your outer fingers on one hand and you, you moisturize your eyebrows. He's doing that wow. while I see you you change the expression on your face. He's doing What's the thing doing? where his eyes roll up in the back of his head, like he's like experiencing so much pleasure right now yeah. that his eyes can't be placed <laughs> in a normal position. <laughs> wow, this this is the height of disrespect. You have never disrespected me more in your life, sir, and it, it angers me to a point that I can't really contain. If I'm being honest, wow, well, wow. it's something I had to do. You did not have to do it. Countdown of all times. Wow, that's real disrespectful, bro. What What if you did it for King Kong Bundy? Since you don't care about me, what if you just did the five out of respect for King Kong Bundy? You know what's funny? I normally don't say five, and I said five today, and you guys are both livid because I have not respected the yeah, five. When I normally, I normally don't even say it, and I said it this week, and now I'm getting flack. So you know what? Four, three, two, one. There we go. There's my sound check. No, no, no. How dare you? First of all, I don't know if people have uh, the proper context to, to what we're talking about, but we do sound checks. And right before we started recording, uh, Woods did a very, he didn't even really say the five with much enthusiasm, but he did say it and he normally doesn't say it. But Kofi made a point of saying, wow, the disrespect, because he actually, Kofi decided to say five twice, just, you know, to pay a, a bit of respect. No respect. Yeah, that's all. To a, to a gimmick, really, that saved my career. If I wasn't doing the five count, uh, I think there's like a 99% chance that I would be homeless <laughs> right now. Yeah. Let me finish. I, I would be on the street right now. So that's what my brother, the man that calls himself my brother, we work, we sweat, we toil together. If it wasn't for the five count, there would be no new day. At least not a new day with me, because I would never have made it to the main roster. So we can't even take wow. a second to just acknowledge a gimmick. That was crucial. It was crucial for me. Uh, in fact, I don't. He was never even. I'm pretty sure you were never a victim of the five count. So I don't know why you have even a negative association with the five count. In fact, the only match that I can remember us having in that building was the very first, as we've talked about before, the very first match ever in uh, NXT history. It was a dark match for a dark episode. That's how much they didn't want it. That's how much they said we're not airing this episode, but we're especially not going to air this match because it's going to go on dark, even though the whole thing's dark. So they made sure to reinforce to us, nah, ain't nobody ever going to see this. This is never <laughs> going to see the light of day. That's how much we don't care about the two of you. Yeah, and you went, you went through that together. You went through it together. But, but after that match, you went on to become NXT champion. I, and I went on to have two matches in a year at NXT. Um, I'll tell you what you like went that. on to do. So, you, so I you went on. Oh, you're talking about, that's what you're talking about. I'm talking about no, that. No, no, no. You went on to create an incredible gaming channel on Up, Up, Down, Down. You went on to be, to be voted the greatest, a member of the greatest tag team of all time. You went on to be a multimillionaire. You got everything you could ever want in this world. And, and sure, you worked for it too, but things worked out for you. All I'm trying to say is right now, I don't know why you have even a negative association with the five count, with the number five. I don't know what it did to you. I don't know who hurts you. I don't know, I don't know where this stems from, but what I do know
know. What I do know is if I was not granted this by the legend, Dusty Rhodes, uh, respect to the legend, may he express it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I was not granted the five count by Dusty, there is a high, very high probability that I would be without a home, that I would be jobless, that I would be a beggar, that my life would have taken a tailspin Mm-hmm. Of sorts that you have never seen, that you have never heard of. That's how my I would be lower than low. You know what I mean? I I could be in jail right now. I could be, you know, I, I could be dead right now if it wasn't for the five count. Gang? I could have joined a gang. That's right. Oh, I might have joined a gang if it wasn't for the five count. And that's all I'm asking you to do is just. You know, maybe just, just, I'm not even asking you, I'm not asking for cartwheels or backflips or anything really. No, 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 no. Because, because, and you know where this stems from, it's because every single time the number five is talked about, I get, you, you, boy, sorry, you get over the top with it. And it's like, I was with you. I was, I know, I know. And, and so if we backtrack it, when I give in and I do respect the five, Ethan does not like it. He has told me this many a times. For your birthday, did we not construct a full birthday around the number five? We even got you six Fiji waters and took one out so you would have five. We got you movies with five. So many things with five in them to put the utmost respect, not just on the number, but on you and how it pertains to you on your day of birth. When we know that you are a minimalist. You don't like a lot of things, gifts, presents, things of that nature, but we found what you love and we leaned into it. And you told me that you didn't like that I wasn't upset. So what am I doing? I'm helping you. I'm helping you. He was being coy. It was obvious. You could see it on his face. He was being coy. I don't do that. Say what you said. You know, you saw it in his eyes. You saw the joy in his eyes. Saw him. He was there. He was crying. He had, little, he had his eyes wet. You know what I'm saying? You saw him cry. He was damn near crying. He turned around. You know what he was doing? Clearing his throat. With the, <coughs> oh, I hate. I hate this guy. You know, it was. It was, it was his hay fever season. I was there. It was his hay fever season. I That's all. That. Mm. No. So, Beyonce, you know, he's, the one, he's being coy. He's being coy. Of course, he enjoyed it. Well, that's that's a, a kind explanation of you, Kofi. I mean, pretty much what I had deciphered was, I think, for for Kofi, that that was really a, a heartfelt gesture uh, out of respect, out of love. I feel like my interpretation was that there was a lot of love there from you as well, but there was also a lot of mockery. Uh, I feel like it was uh, meant to undermine me wow. in many ways. Um, to so it undermine you, getting yeah. you presents that you enjoyed is mocking you. A, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I feel like you, you looked, you side-eyed me, and you winked, like, yeah, no. I got you. I front-eyed yeah. you. I front-eyed you, and I looked you in the eyes like a man. I said, "E, it's your birthday. I love you. Here's some presents that are very thoughtful." That's what I did. I don't remember it that way. Check the tape. Uh, Check the tape. It's yeah. on the Pup Down tape. YouTube channel. There is tape, right? Um, so I, I will let the listeners go yeah. ahead and, and see. There are also things that happen uh, off off the record, <laughs> off the tape as well, that you wouldn't know about that I don't really want to rehash. You know? um, but, uh, you know, it's just sad to see. It's just sad to see. That's all. Oh, not like this. You got a taxidermy Jackie Chan in your basement, bro. You know, we see it right there. That's that's a taxidermy Jackie Chan uh, in your in your basement. You should be happy. Bro. Taxidermy. The man is still alive. The man is still alive. And if he was if he were passed away, I would not I have mean, a taxidermy. It, it might be an impersonator back there. I'm just saying. You know, you have everything that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be you should be happy. Give all he wants is a little bit of respect. Put on a five. Golly, to me that doesn't sound like a whole lot. You know. And right. now I got to come out of my myself and give two to make up for the one that you didn't give. You know what I'm saying? Like, Can we backtrack some? You got your whole basement. Yeah. He said multimillionaire. Where? Who is a multimillionaire? Well, I, I'll tell you right now that uh, Google, which has never missed, not once. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not at one time. The yeah, official geez. report. No, 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 no. This ain't, this ain't uh, O2. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Better hit it. Use Bing. I was trying to remember, like, when was that? Maybe a little bit earlier, Ask Jeeves. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, my point is, I Googled Javier Woods' net worth. It says, dollar sign, guess what number? Guess what number? And I'm sure they lowballed you, too. It's not one. Is it five? It is five. It says you got $5 million. (laughs) It says you're worth $5 million. It says you got, it actually says you got $5 million buried in the backyard in addition. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, no. when they did when they did, did the um, what is it called? The Google. I'm blanking right now, but you know when Google. So you, if you put an address Google in, Earth. yeah, Google Earth. When they put Google Earth, then they actually spotted you. There's just a bunch of bags of dollar signs next to it. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm smiling, giving a thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> no. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how that's how Google was able to determine your network. But of course, they lowballed you because they didn't really include all the properties that you own the vacation homes. Oh, yeah. They didn't include uh, all your, your rental properties. They didn't include. It's on the uh, table, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, all that. Kof, do you want to just text what you have to say and then we'll see? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, is, is it all? It's so bad. <laughs> it's a little rough. It's a little oh, rough. No. Oh, it's no. like somebody keeps clicking the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we're getting no. like every other syllable. Oh, no. Look, no, just, brain, bro. just hey, voice, I'm, I'm, voice to text us yeah. and then I'll read I'm it aloud. And you'll, you'll, you are at Granny's. And I love, I also love that you, Granny's just very, just sounds very comforting. It sounds very yeah, warm, very wholesome. You about to eat some dessert, take a nap. Yeah, but yeah, just text text those uh, replies you got. We'll say them for you. I will. I'll make sure every word. Is it coming in late? That one was fine. That one was fine. Yeah. It's just oh, when you see y'all trying to clown me now. You're trying to clown Granny's uh, Wi-Fi, and I don't. I don't appreciate that. E. You know, here I am on your side trying to get you the respect that you deserve, and you turn it around so quickly on me, and you want to crap on Granny's Wi-Fi, Bruh, What's what is going on? I thought I, it was very clear. We were going to double team on, on Woods here, okay? Yes. We we're going to talk about, Pause. you know, the respect, yeah. the lack of respect that he put on the five. And now you want to you wanna crap all over Granny's Wi-Fi. Hey, wow. Aren't you wow. the one, Kofi, who's going to pee all over the seat and everywhere if there's already pee on it? <laughs> isn't, that your, isn't that your MO? In the moment a, of madness? A moment of madness. <laughs> temporary insanity? Is that what you're talking about? The <laughs> one moment of temporary insanity that I had in my entire life? The one you're going to hold that over my head? Look, I don't think it counts as temporary insanity if you talk about it years later and have zero regrets. Yeah. So that so does not count. I'm imagining you walk into the bathroom and go, ah, and it just peed everywhere. That's, that's what temporary insanity would be, right? Yeah, that's exactly, that's pretty much how it went. If there was a camera in there, that's how it went, you know? I'm pretty, I mean, you know, it might not have come across that way in the description when I described it, but yeah, uh, you know, I was trying to play, to downplay it, but yeah. It was a moment of temporary insanity. I don't know why we're even talking about this anymore, boys. So what, what, exactly. Exactly. This five business has been going on for years. Why are we still talking about this? Thank you, Kofi. Because I'd be homeless. I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I'm going to get this intro in. Go ahead. Because I'd be homeless. I would be homeless and dead without it. Let me say what I got to say. Kofi, now you can continue. <laughs> and I am Kofi Kingston. But y'all already know who the hell I am. Hell's like, you know. Oh, damn. You know. Big balls on the kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big money. Big money. Uh, I'm, I'm Big E, but I don't, I don't want to let that uh, derail where we were going. First of all, I also wanted to say that when you did the Kofi losing his mind, it sounded very much like Tom being possessed by a stink meter. Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the line, I, wa I want you to say the line, though, but you can't. It's, I can't in my say head, it. In my head, you, you said the line. I'll, I'll, yeah, everybody who understands, just say it in your head. What did you say? <laughs> what, what did you say? Yes. You just uh, got kicked in your chest. <laughs> That's, that has aged so well. Oh, my God. As incredible. a whole. Except for well, the last season. Don't seasons. watch the, Yeah, don't watch the last season. Yeah. <laughs> I told you my season four that I have is still in the plastic because I saw an episode somewhere, and I remember you saying that it was no good. So I was like, let me just not open this. Let me just not open it. And I saw one. I was like, I'm glad I didn't open it. Yeah, I was like, you can try if you want to. It's like, it feels a bit like if you were cloned, but your clone was... Actually, it's a bit like... Um, have you seen Preacher? You haven't seen Preacher, have you? Mm, I read the comic, though. Anyways, yeah. they try to... Uh, I'm blanking on the details. I'm going to mess this up. But anyways, they're looking for a messiah uh, in the show. And they keep... I think they clone him. They keep, like, somehow reproducing this version of the messiah. I forgot exactly how. Uh, but the one version they get for a while is, like, almost brain dead. He's very, very dumb. Like, he could barely function. And that's what the boondocks, to me... That season four is kind of like, it looks the same. So if like you just stand there, it's kind of like, it, it's like a clone of you, but his IQ was about a fifth of what, of what, uh, it's, 
What, what's know. the show? Uh, Multiplicity, where every time you get cloned, you're like 95% of what you got cloned from. And so, mm. like, he gets cloned, then his clone gets cloned, I think, and then they keep doing that. And so by the time they have, like, X amount of clones, like, this, he's nowhere, he's like, like, he's, like you said, he's super dumb, but it's still him. Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know, that episode that I watched, I don't remember what happened in it, but it was almost like, it obviously, like you said, it was still the boondocks, but it was like the guts got ripped out of it. And it was just like a shell of the boondocks. Because like all the jokes and the way the vernacular, everything just kind of would flow because it seemed like it was supposed to be like that for the first three seasons. And then the fourth season, it was like, wait, they're saying the same words. And the episodes look the same. But for some reason, all of this feels weird and offensive. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause, pause. Let me see if this helps with the sound. Because maybe it's like, I have like the microphone on and it's not, maybe it's going through. Do that. See if it's uh, Kofi's putting on a pair of headphones. That is, that is his fix. And somehow it got worse, I think. Mm -hmm. It got worse? Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> it's abysmal. <laughs> Shut him down. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you guys look great on my end. Well, Maybe good. you put your phone in a fish tank or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on your phone or your computer? Huh? Are you on your phone or your computer? I'm on my phone. I don't travel with that. Are are you, oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. But I'm but so I'm the disrespectful one. But I'm the disrespectful one. <laughs> Sir? Person at me? At me? I'm, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So are you on the phone's Wi-Fi or, or the, you're on the house Wi-Fi no, or I'm you're on, on the phone's service? I'm on the Wi-Fi right now. It's He's on a dial-up. Can you, yeah, 56K. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, he's Hold on. Come on, man. Don't rush me. That looks better. That's better? Yeah. Maybe if you can yell at him to get off all the devices. Quit hogging up all the Wi-Fi. Daddy's doing a podcast. There's nobody on the, there's nobody here. Oh. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> That's that better? Yeah. Hey. There you go. See? All right. That's yeah. Randy's Wi-Fi. You look so clear. I just wanted to put that over. Wow. Just wanted to put it over. I heard children. Or is that from you? Was yeah. Not, that, not that's Kyle Ryan running around the farm. Didn't you just say nobody's you here? You said no one was there. No, well, I'm saying on the Wi-Fi. You're saying, like, get off the Wi-Fi. There's no one on the Wi-Fi. They're not on the Wi-Fi. They're children. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Kids can get on Wi-Fi. They're yeah. Not be on their, we, they're outside on the farm in the house running around like like kids. It's, you know? it's 2021. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure most kids could build something nah, that has Wi-Fi. He's, he's five. He's five. You don't need to be on Wi-Fi. He's five. You know, right? It's five. <laughs> you know? Hey, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Back to the five. You see that? It is also uh, a bit disturbing because I, I know this. But when you when you say his age, and I recall the fact that he was born during our run, we've been together for way too long. You know, it's really it's crazy thinking about that. So ironically enough, uh, when my when Kai was five, and we were here at Granny's around the same time, uh, he learned to ride a bike. You know, like in the you know the pasture around here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just put him on the bike, and he learned how to ride it. So this morning. Orion, oh, he was teaching Orion how to ride the bike and he's pushing him on the back and Orion is now riding a two-wheel bike here nice. at the age of five again. So, there we go. yeah, man, it's just, it's weird. And then, you know, with the baby on the way too, when she's five, she'll probably be here learning how to ride a bike too and Orion will probably be the one who's like pushing her. It's, it's really, it's very strange. Life. It's a beautiful thing. On the I might not come back, guys. I'm I, telling you what, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be back and everything, but I might, I just might stay on the, on the farm. I might stay at Granny's over here, you know? You might just stay on the farm. You might not see me. Oh, wait. Hold on. Weren't you guys getting on me because uh, sending someone to the farm means you're killing them? Yeah, but Kofi's actually at a farm. I'm here. You, I'm here. You're you creating a metaphor. Kofi is literally I, I might, I might at pretend, a farm. I might pretend to be gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, we so, sent him to the farm. But then when we tell him. at the farm. You ain't lying. Where, where's Kofi? Oh. Send him to the farm, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. He's, He's a like, Yeah. Oh, no. He's, sorry, man. Sorry, guys. No, what are you talking about? No, he's, he's at... Granny's at the farm. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if you die up there, I'm going to be pissed at you because we're supposed to get burial plots in Mexico, dude. <laughs> no, no. They'll, tra they'll transfer me. They'll transfer okay. me. Okay. All right. Good. They'll keep me here for a little bit, but when the time is right, you know, They'll, they'll bring me over there. Did, did you change your will yet? Because I changed mine the other week. I need to change it. Now that you mentioned it, I should. Yeah. I said I'm, at least I'm to be serious. 
At least a piece of me gets, gets ashed up and put with you two. You know what? We I thought we were just joking before, but I think I don't think it's too much to ask for like a finger or something. Not at, at worst. all. I was thinking like an arm. A whole arm. Would Jess be okay with this? Yeah, it's just a piece, dude. Okay. Yeah. It's just a it's mine. It's mine. It's yeah. Well, not when you die, I feel like you kind of give up claim to it. You can't. It's not like you know. somebody else gets to claim it. Yeah, they can. What you gonna Especially do? You're dead. If I wrote down, hey, take one of my arms, ash it up, yeah. put it in a, a bucket with Kofi's arm and E's arm, and wow. every time a wrestling canvas is made for WWE, you sprinkle a little bit of us into the materials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, that le- is that legally binding? If I think so. It could be. You do hit him with the LeBron, just a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of ash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap, man. There's so many possibilities now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I like this. Being, like being a part of the canvas, that's, that's a novel idea. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's something. See, now we're thinking. We got quiet because we're thinking. Yeah, we are <laughs> thinking. Um, I was trying to think of other ways that our bodies could be uh, present in, in wrestling arenas and rings. And, I was, and then for some, in my mind, I went to like, oh, it'd be cool to haunt arenas. And then I also thought, oh, remember Kansas City? So uh, for those of you who don't know, Kansas City, there is a locker room actually in that arena. And the locker room has a door, great locker room, tons of space. There's actually uh, a place where, this is Kansas City, right? It's not Tulsa. With the arcade? Sprint Center? Is it Sprint Center? I'm from Kansas City. So Sprint Center Mobile Center now? Are you talking it about is. the arcade with the basketball? Yeah, that's stuff? Kansas yeah. City, yeah. right? So that's, that's inside the catering room. So we're actually going there in like three weeks. And I'm excited because we're going to be able to film so much like in-person, up, up, down, down stuff. But sorry. Yes. First, yes. It also kind of, Tulsa also has a, a really nice room. But I think Kansas City is the one where the big locker room and has a TV in there. But there's a door. You can open up a door and that door allows you access to the fans. And I take a, I take a <laughs> oh, yeah. sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew where this was going. No, I forgot about this. <laughs> I, so all it is, is it's just the bleachers. So you could just. It's just you open this door and it doesn't allow you to like walk out in the arena or anything, but there's an opening where there's probably maybe like four or five levels of the bleachers. And I take a real sick pleasure out of, you can stick your hand in there and you can, if someone has their, takes their shoe off for some reason, you can, you can take the shoe and put it elsewhere. You can take signs. You can just tickle people's feet or whatever. And they can't see you. They cannot see you. So that's the only time. Usually I'm like, I'm not a river. I don't like messing with people because like, leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. We're all good. But there's just some, something that I enjoy in Kansas city. If you've ever uh, been at a show in Kansas City the last several years, a show that I was on, and you you felt something weird moving around around your feet or a sign was being moved around, or something weird happened and there was no explanation, yeah, it was me. It was me and I'd do it again because it brought me a lot of joy. And sometimes I get some of the boys to come in with me as well. Didn't us and, and Heath do it? I feel time. like that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds like something oh, yeah. dude. The best is just moving people's signs because like, we wait till it gets dark, close that door, and now it's like pitch black, but like we can see a little bit. Yeah. Taking somebody's sign and then moving it like three people down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not into, I'm not trying to destroy property. I'm not trying to like hurt anyone. Like that's not, it's all good nature. It's just moving things from one place to another place <laughs> that they could find, you know, maybe just a few feet away or just tickling some feet. Sometimes I like to tickle some feet. <laughs> They have no idea. They have no idea. What are like gross and perverted? I just like to tickle some feet, you know. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't get off from it. I don't get. So well, I wasn't weird saying pleasure. that you were. It felt like you were going there. No, but you did. That's on you. A little bit, but there there was one time. I can't remember if it was the last time, but there was one time where it was blocked off. I can't remember exactly what was blocking mm-hmm. it off. Um, but yeah, there was no access. So I'm hoping that that was just like a one time thing. Very upsetting. Right. (laughs) I don't think people understand, like, obviously, so going from town to town and since we're getting back on the road, what? As as of this, we're on the road right now. We're in Texas right now. People listen to this. Uh, I believe Raw's in Dallas today. Um, But when we go from town to town, like, we're for us, we're doing the same thing. We're wrestling, we're wrestling, we're wrestling. We know how to do this. We feel like... It's not, it's not like it's an autopilot thing, but it kind of is an autopilot thing because we've been doing it for so long. So we search for like little weird new things to do at every arena or every trip that we go on. And so little things like this, like it brings so much joy. So much <laughs> really joy. Like, y'all have no idea the joy. It really does. Breaking up the monotony. Like, oh, and it sounds so ridiculous. Hey, we moved somebody's sign. <laughs> but man. But. <laughs> 
So, so uh, a couple of hours before uh, we started taping this, I had some interviews uh, with uh, our French fans, uh, some of the French announcers, and they were like, "Oh, tell us something about uh, you know some, something funny that happened with the New Day that you know we didn't see on TV." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, we did this thing called the Creep Shuffle, and uh, one time we had all four. You know, we were on all fours in the lobby, and we we're barking." And he's just looking at me, and I'm like, "You know what? <laughs> like saying it out loud, it, it doesn't sound funny now, but it was really funny to me." <laughs> nothing is funny like in real life but no. I don't know why we get so much joy out of these things because <laughs> we're children yeah there's somebody yeah. listening and it's like it's like what's wrong with this generation of yeah, weirdos yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no dude I've, I'd rather rather be doing this than get in trouble so <laughs> yeah. they just go out there and they tickle each other's feet they're a boy. <laughs> Not each other. We each don't other. do it to each no. other. No. I'm just imagining sitting backstage tickling each other's feet. Ooh, that's so weird. No. No, that's real weird. No, that's no, no, no. no, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like when we get asked these kinds of things in interviews, I never have answers because I can't remember any of these things uh, specifically. Because I was like, all right, we don't really do anything. You know, when people ask for like, what's your weirdest fan interaction or the weirdest thing you've been asked to sign or weird things you guys do on the road? Like, I don't really, nothing ever really comes to mind. And then it's just like with these individual triggers, like, oh, I forgot. We did used to tickle some feet. That was a thing we did. Yeah. (laughs) It just sounds so weird. It does. And when you say uh, we, I, I was never tickling feet. I was moving signs and drinks. Okay. All right. You never participated in, in, yeah. in, in the feet tickling. That's fair. I can accept this. Kofi, did you jump in too? Yeah, I was in there a little bit. You know, I, 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 like, I, like to, I like to move the uh, like the drinks and stuff. So then when they reach down and they try to find their drink and they can't, you know, you see them just like reaching around. They got to go like three feet down the way and, and they find it. How did it get over there? I wish I could see their faces, you know, but it's almost funnier not to because you can leave something to the imagination. So, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be in there. I'll be in there. You're right. Uh, Which makes me think of obviously you guys were heavy participants in uh, a show called Swerved. Yeah, it would be great to bring it back and to uh, to have some fun with some some fans on some unsuspecting fans. I would enjoy that. Hey, Kofi, what's your favorite Swerved moment? (laughs) I was just telling the story. Actually, I forgot why. I forgot why. But yes, yes. I just told us yesterday. I, 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 I'll, I'll say I love shows like Swerve and, um, gosh, what's the one on sci-fi? Scare Tactics. Uh, Scare Tactics. Oh, Such yeah. A good show. Oh, I, I would when they have the die song, to be on that I show. I watch them just over and over and I'm laughing the entire time. Like, it is so funny to me to, like, see someone dressed up as Chucky chasing some, you know, the people down the street. They think they're actually getting chased by Chucky, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, Swerve, uh, the one episode that uh, we had, it was me and Woods kind of ribbing each other. I don't know how E got out of the ribs because he usually doesn't like, you know, rib people, which is probably smarter in hindsight. But uh, I, you know, like the little Coke and Mentos, uh, you put the Mentos inside the two liter Coke and it goes everywhere. Oh, yeah. So I, Woods was like sleeping on a, uh, on a, on a bench in the arena. I don't know why, but I put some, uh, some, some Mentos in the Coke. And then it started to explode. And then I just squeezed all the Coke on him. And it was, ah, oh, Woods got soda all over him. Oh, he's all sticky for the rest of the day. So funny. And then uh, later that night, after we had our, our match, uh, I walk into the locker room. And Woods has loaded a, uh, like a T-shirt gun. You know, the ones that you stand on the floor. And it shoots it all the way to, like, the top of the arena. Like, it's very powerful. This is a, a powerful gun. There's a lot of power in it. He had put baby powder inside. And uh, I came around the corner and uh, he shot me in the face with uh, 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 just a whole lot of baby powder. And um, I almost got blinded. And since I'm not blinded, it's funny, you know, because it all worked out. But I thought that I was going blind for a minute. And uh, yeah, mind (laughs) you, it was really scary. Mind you, this is after TV. TV is over. Uh, I was going to say, I'm sitting in the car waiting for these two idiots to get done <laughs> so, we, so I can get some sleep. I was like, oh, I thought we were about to, to go to the next town, but I'm pretty sure that was the last TV of the loop because we were supposed to go to the hotel because I remember very much worrying about your eyesight the next morning at the yeah. airport as you headed home, uh, but it was rough eyes. for a bit. Eyes, bloodshot. <laughs> like there was a cake. Like the, the, it was just caked under my eyelids. So I'm sitting there, everyone's in the room is laughing. 
I think I'm going to die. Because I have it in my nose. I can't breathe. It's in my eyes. I can't see. It's like in my hair, in my ear. Everybody's laughing. I'm just like, oh, guys, no, for seriously. My, like, my eyes are like, oh, carry your eyes. <laughs> like, no, I can't see. Like, I'm blind. Everyone, you know, the, the mood changes. And I get in the shower. And I'm trying to, like, wash everything out. And I swear to God, for at least, like, probably like a week, I was, like, uh, crying out, like, chunks of powder. So my eyes would water and, like, chunks of baby powder would be coming out. And I'm sitting there in the shower thinking, I'm like, man, like, I could legit go blind here. You know, like this is like scratching my corneas. Like this is not good for my eye. Like, what am I going to tell my kids? You know, yeah, kids. Uh, you know, I had my eyesight twenty twenty vision. You know, but then I was in a swerve, and I uh, I got shot in the face with a with a whole bunch of baby powder in my eyes, and now I'm blind. So sorry, I can't see you and your accomplishments. But like, come on, man. Like, what a what a silly decision. Probably the dumbest thing that I've ever been involved with in my life. Literally, I can't think of anything more more silly. You know, as if you can just like get your eyesight back. You know, I'm gonna go buy right. some new eyes. You can't. You know, you can't get eyesight back. Just bad, man. Just bad. I would have been blackballed from wrestling for blinding the goat, yep. Kofi Kingston. Yep. They would have put, they would have New day is done. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> New day is done. Our careers, who knows? Like, I'm probably, I'm back to homeless. That's what it is. <laughs> we all, me and Woods get fired. I'm homeless. I'm out in the streets. There's so much that could happen. How long did it take for your eyesight to come back? A good month, to be honest. Because I, so what would happen was that, Well, I like, it was like a uh, week. No, 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 not fully. Uh, it probably fully came back in the month because at nighttime for a while, I would see uh, like on the street lights, there'd be like rings around the lights. So like, I, not that I was night blind, but I had difficulty like seeing at night for a long time. Oh yeah, because we drove for yeah. a night. Yeah, okay, okay, I remember. Yeah, and our, I think it was in, uh, I want to say it was in Wisconsin because we went to uh, that casino, right? The, oh, in Green Bay. On the yeah, Green Bay. I'm pretty sure it was right across, because we stayed in the hotel right across the way. I think. Tell that story. Which one? The, the, the slot machine story. First time you played slots. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, that was in uh, Indiana. Okay. I don't know how y'all remember so, these. But places. either, yeah, either or, uh, I, I got my picture put on the wall uh, playing slots. You know, normally I'll play poker. I'll play uh, blackjack. And, you know, I've always been taught to never play slots because you the, the odds of you winning are just so slim, you know? Uh, but I played poker. I played blackjack. And I'm like, all right, I spent the money that I came here with. Let me wait for Woods. I start calling Woods. Hey, where you at? He says, come down. Let's play some slots. I'm like, God, I don't want to play slots. And finally, I'm hanging around for a long time. Imagine I play a slot. Put one quarter in. And I think I won like, what was it, like $2,000 or yeah. something like that? Wow. It was wild. And they put, they took my picture and they put it on the wall. So I had gone, we, I got you to come down to play slots and then you didn't want to, but I wanted to go play poker. So you said you were going to just stay upstairs. And so you start texting me while I'm at the poker table, but I can't look at my phone while I'm playing. So I'm like freaking out because I keep feeling these texts. I'm like, ah, oh. so I finished the hand and then I see, I won, I won. Oh my God, I won. I'm like, what? So I rush upstairs and I just see you in front of the slot machine, like hands up in the air, eyes wide, just like staring at it. And just ching, 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 ching. Who would have thought? Got my picture on the wall. I think it was like the Tropicana somewhere in, in Indiana. I forget what the actual city was, but it was a good night for your boy. You know, <laughs> cashed out. Cashed yeah. out. And people were tweeting me. I just saw your picture on the wall. I said, yeah, one big, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. I put one quarter in. Yeah, man. But it, it was also because we were leaving when you had your ticket. And then I saw the pictures on the wall and I said, wait, hold on. This person won $700 and their pictures on the wall. This person won like $300. I said, no, no, come on. We're going back in. I, 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 turned, I turned into mom. I said, no, 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 no. Your picture's going up. You, you deserve this. He just won $2,000. He should have his picture on the wall. Yes, sir. By golly, you're right. He's standing like Polaroid. Ready to go. Yeah, it was a Polaroid yeah. camera. Perfect. <laughs> That's over. perfect. <laughs> I'm I'm so into public figures being on something like that, a random thing where like, oh look at all these winners. What? <laughs> Is that Kofi Kingston? Oh. oh. Yes, it was. It was a good day. Uh I've never gambled a day in my life. It's really not yeah, a one. It's one of those things. Yeah, it's uh well, 
I, for the most part, all the advice that my father gave me when I was young, I did the opposite of, uh, and still do. But that was one where I was like, all right, I think he has a good point here. And it also has to do with uh, losing money, which I am definitely terrified of. <laughs> so, uh, and it's a, it's a real sickness because it doesn't matter how yeah. much money it will buy. It will irk me if I lost $5. It'll, it'll keep me up at night, uh, regardless of how much money I have. So yeah, I've never gambled. But I remember you guys telling me that all excitedly the next day, because were, were we all... Was that, do we stay at that whole, that casino or no? We had to have, because we wouldn't have gotten in the car and gone to the casino, I don't think. Yeah, we must have stayed. We must have stayed there. Because I want to say in the morning, I want to say that I, I, we walked by it and I saw the Polaroid. Maybe I'm bugging, but that sounds vaguely familiar. I remember you guys talking about it for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think it was like in a central location. So chances are. You know, or they might have made photocopies and put the thing up over the whole damn casino. <laughs> they put the boy up over the whole damn casino. You know, no, no, no. Let them know you know? Yeah, it's crazy. We used to we used to play a lot of poker in uh, in high school and uh, in blackjack. I mean, not high school in college and blackjack too. So um, on the weekends, we'd go to like Foxwoods or like Mohegan Sun, and it's crazy because the thing about like gambling, and I learned this very early, is that if you're gambling and you're trying to like make money, it is very stressful. You know what I mean? Like as college students, there, we shouldn't have been gambling. We shouldn't have gone to like, you know, Foxwoods and like gone up against these like professional, like, you know, poker or even like consistent poker players because we didn't have the money to lose. So you would go there and I would, I remember like, I would hope that I would like double my money that I could have more money on campus to buy. I don't know what, but if I lost that money, it was very stressful. So now, like, my rule is like, hey, you bring a certain amount of money that it, you, would, you wouldn't be uh, upset if you lost it. So you bring it, you lose it, ah, you were kind of expected to lose it. But if you win, cool, you had a good time and a fun time. But, yeah, it can be real dangerous, man, when you're, like, literally gambling with your, uh, your, your savings and you're gambling to, like, to, to, to make income, which some people are really good at doing, but the majority are not. Yeah. No, it is it is not something that is for us. It is for the house. But I, you guys know about uh, the Vegas thing with my grandma. Oh yes. yeah, but I don't, I don't think we talked about it here. Great I don't story. think so. Um, so when uh, kids in our family are born, Granny starts putting money away for you, like every month or every year, whatever it is. And then uh, when you turn twenty one, she takes you to Las Vegas and she gives it to you, all the money she's been saving for your whole life, and she just tells you to go gamble. So with me, uh, I just I knew it was happening because my sister had done it before me. Um, and so I just got a, like a, I think, feel like I got like a flight, like a ticket in the mail. And it's like, oh, you know, two days you're going to Vegas. It's like, oh my God, this is so great. It turns midnight when we're there. It's me, my sister, granny, midnight hits. And she hands me like a wad of cash. She goes, go have fun. So I get down to the blackjack table. It's me, my sister. And the guy looks at my ID. He goes, oh, 21 right now. He's like, ah, you're old enough to throw your money in the toilet. Thanks. And then lost a ton of money at the blackjack table. Try to go to sleep, and it's like 3 a.m. She's like, no, 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 we're having fun. Keep having fun. <laughs> okay, cool. And so when I ran out of money, I said, Granny, I'm out of money. She goes, oh, that's, that's no good. So can I, <laughs> what do you mean that's no good? Can I, can I have some more? She said, oh, I just gave you more money than you've ever had in your life, and you burned through it in two and a half days? Wow, that was irresponsible. And then I went, oh, no. <laughs> and then I think we're there for like three more days, two more days, three more days. And so she goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, what do you mean what I'm going to do? It's like, we're, we're going to see shows. We got, we got money to pay for tickets. What are you going to do? What are you going to eat? Cause we got money for these buffets and you know, they don't <laughs> like to share in plates. So I'm having to like try to look around for security and like steal food off their plates while we're, while they're eating dinner and stuff. Like they're going to shows. I'm just sitting in the hotel room waiting. And oh, I'm so, I'm so upset. I'm so like, just annoyed with everything. I'm this is supposed to be the best birthday of 21, blah, blah, blah. So we go to the airport and she sits me down and she goes, did you have a good time? I said, no, this was terrible. She said, no, trust me that you had a good time. And I'll tell you why. And she explained this story to me of one of her best friends when they were younger, she went to Vegas and she lost everything. She lost all of it. And so she goes, imagine losing your savings, losing your car, losing your house, having your, your spouse leave. You don't get to see your kids. All of these things happen because you wasted money gambling. Now imagine if that money that you had was your money, where would you be right now? And I said, Oh my God, this was a lesson. <laughs> Holy crap. That's the best lesson I've ever gotten. And so from that day on, I don't 
gamble. If I do gamble, I'll go play craps because you can make yeah. 10 bucks last for three hours playing craps. And it's like a group event. Everybody's trying to help everybody win. It's loud. It's raucous. People are having fun. Um, but other than that, I do not, I don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a heck of a story. Do you remember how much money it was? I, it was a couple thousand dollars. Whoa. It was a couple thousand dollars. Wow. If I, I, she, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was like $8,000. Wow. 8000 You blew eight grand? Damn. Yeah. Was, was there ever an option to like, hey, this is, was it presented to you like, hey, this is your money and you can yep. save it? Yep. Oh, okay. Because the cousin after me, she, so they live in uh, Los Angeles. And so she gets her, takes her to Vegas. Or she's like, oh, you know, we're going to Vegas. She goes, we ain't going to Vegas. <laughs> for what? <laughs> for what? Put that money and use it for savings, for college, like whatever. So she was the smart one. Uh, mm. I was not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely the story. option. But I just, at 21, just rearing to go, so excited. Uh, very dumb. But I, I thought it was really cool because uh, it's legit. Like, so the day I was born put like five bucks away. And then, you know, a month later, put five bucks away. And just wow. after 21 years of that, you have this, this lesson money. It's like, hey, is this kid smart enough to just keep this and put this towards something productive? Or are they going to learn a hard lesson today? That's a great story. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking up, uh, it's going to take me a second, but I'm looking up where the Dow Jones was on September 4th, 2007. Because I'm very. See if I would have invested it. <laughs> yeah, if you invested <laughs> it, we won't be able to tell like exactly how much you would have made. But uh, in September, I haven't found exact numbers, but it definitely would have been. The market is more than double what it was then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I can't figure out the math. But if you invested it, you would have had a lot of money. But you had a life lesson instead, and you have one incredible story. Yeah, yeah and my grandma is incredible. She's like one of the greatest people on this earth, if not, if not the greatest, like I'm, you guys have met her. So like people don't know, like I'm, I'm her turned down like 20 decibels. She's right. She's, she's incredible. So at one point on that trip, uh, we're getting on the elevator. We park the car, we're going to the elevator, go to what hotel or whatever casino. And this guy is trying to get on. So she holds the door for him and he's like, he runs, he comes in breathing heavy. Oh, oh, thanks. You know, how how are you guys doing tonight? She goes, oh, we good. And then some music came on and she started like, like twerking. (laughs) <laughs> this elevator. and so her grandkids so like this, we didn't we know this happened so we start dancing with her and this guy's like what is happening what is wrong yeah. with these people but it, but she's she's the kind of person who just she like lights up any room that she walks into like no matter where it is and it's just so happy at all times and just like i don't know she's just she's she's the best yeah she's a beautiful person man for real i uh we need to get her on the pod one day oh, oh my god man. it'd be oh great i got the stories oh, that she would have great. Yeah, I guess, I suppose if you approach gambling like, all right, this is the money I'm setting aside, I'm not going to touch anything else, and I'm just going to enjoy it, That's that I could respect. That maybe I could do. Like, here's like $300, and it's pretty much gone. Like, I just, in my head, it's gone, but if I win, I, I could do that, but otherwise, I don't know. It's like a, if, you, if you're down with like, this is the cost that I'm willing to, to part with for fun tonight. Yep. It's like, it's like paying for admission to a movie. This movie is worth $12 to me. All right, mm-hmm. this casino night is worth $100 to me. As I, if you do that, then I think that you'll be better off. But I feel like it's it's very easy to get caught up in a gambling problem. And it's it's yeah. very hard to get out of because you get in that mentality of like you're in a hole and you have to get out of it. And so in order to get yeah. out of it, you got to gamble and get out of it, but you lose more. And then you just go deeper and deeper. So uh, mm-hmm. heart's definitely out to anybody who has a gambling problem or has dealt with one. And if you feel like you have one right now listening to this and this randomly placed conversation has happened upon you, please take this as a sign to to get the proper help and get out of it because it is it, it can it can really mess you up, man. Great call. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the, uh, there's a hotline for people number, with yeah. a gambling problem. Oh, I okay. wanted to include that and I yeah, cannot please. find it right now. So I don't know. Well, if, you, if you get on Bing, it'll have it. Paradise <laughs> Stop it. That used to be ours. Paradise It's 1-800-522-4700 for the National Council on Problem Gambling. That is a, a hotline that you should hit if you have an issue with gambling. But uh, I, I will say, with, that, with all of that said, I will say I do love uh, Texas Hold'em, but I like mm-hmm. it in video game format. 
not actually okay. playing with no, cards? I don't, I don't, no, no, I'm saying like, like if we're not using real money. Okay. Oh, oh sure, sure. Yeah. yeah I've, I very much enjoy the game. So like if we want to bet like Cheez-Its or corn nuts or something, right. you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, so we're at, uh, I keep talking about Granny's, but we've been here for a family reunion. And one of the uh, traditions that we have is uh, playing Texas Hold'em late night with everybody, you know, and we just set up some chips and it's just for bragging rights only. But um, yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. A lot of people uh, don't necessarily like know how to play and then they learn how to play and they're the ones who become like really, really good and they win the tournament. So again, it's like another lesson of like, man, like anybody can be good at this game. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's fun. It's a really fun game. That's beautiful. beautiful. Just just great grannies. <laughs> great grannies, man. Just great yeah. grannies. GG's. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Because my parents decided to wait so late in life to have children, I actually, I only met one, I met two of my grandparents before they passed. And like my, my mom's mom, I knew for a, a bit. Um, she passed in my teens. But yeah, I never, my dad's mom died before I was born. And my dad's dad died pre, like when I was pretty young. And my mom's dad died when I was really, really young. And yeah. uh, I don't, I probably should have just skipped that because I feel like I brought it down a bit. I feel like no, we're in a good it's, spot. It's, it's, a, uh, oh. it's an interesting thing because, again, like we've, like we've talked about, like it seems like every podcast is you yeah. don't know how much time you have. Yeah. So like for, for me, I love talking to my granny because there's things that she's experienced in her life that I will never be able to fathom or understand. Like how mm -hmm. she got through these horrible times. You know, and the things that she had to deal with and go through. So, like, I I love just sitting and picking her brain. And I'll ask her one question. She goes on a three-hour tangent about something. And, and you learn so much. And for me, it's, yes, learning about, like, things in historical context and how things really were. But also, like, you learn where you come from. Like, that's my blood. Like, I, I am her. And in order for me, I feel like to better, to be a better father to my kids, I need to know where I came from. And what, mm -hmm. what my bloodline is about. And so I very much take pride and I'm very much into like the idea of like a family crest and all that. Like I, I love things like that because it's, it's something that we have to face, whether we like enjoy our families or we don't like that's, that's, that, that's what our blood is. So we can choose to either like lean into that or figure out how to change it if it's, if we don't like it and things like that. Uh, but it's always been something that's, that's been very interesting to me because that's one thing that you can't, I say this, uh, you'll never have the same one as someone else besides like a sibling, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. and, and that's really cool because there's that really unique history that only your family knows. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what the cool thing is too, and uh talking about that. So this family reunion is like a three-day experience. This is actually the first time that I've been able to be here for all three days. We do it about every five years. If I make it at all, it's usually for one day and then I have to be back on the road, you know, uh, and I miss everything. So I don't even get to like meet everybody. But this year I was here for the entire time. And the way that um, they broke everything down, uh, they actually had um, certain members of the family like give uh, presentations on the history of the family. And uh, my uh, wife's family, the Shickles, have such a rich history. And it's so many different people um, like uh, the great her great grandfather. Um, invented like the Schickel motorcycle, which at the time was like this, uh, like really kind of like technologically advanced, you know, um, motorcycle. So they're telling us about the history of this. So we're literally just like watching presentations about like the history, like how you got to be where you are, you know, and like the passing down of like family lineage and um, different traditions and all that, that we still take part in, you know, and people come from all over the world to come back to this family reunion and just, be around each other because traditions, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool to see like, you know, you, you, you not that you forget, but there's a lot that happened before you came, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their own story and to like really have those stories like passed down um, is a really, really amazing thing. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're having a, a, a baby girl in November and um, once uh, the baby gets to be a certain um, age in the womb, they have like, uh, as females, they have like their eggs inside them, right? So 
your 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 grandmother is essentially carrying you because your you're the the, grand, the mother is carrying the baby and the baby's carrying the egg. So at one point in time, you or part of you was that egg that's inside your grandmother. Now, you know the connection that you have with your grandmother and your grandparents, like. You know what I mean? Like it comes before you were even conscious, right? Because they're literally like carrying you like in the womb. And that just blew my freaking mind, man. Like, you know, I'm getting, you know, you know me, I'm a goosebumps guy. Goosebumps (laughs) every episode. I got them going right now. I got them going right now. But it just blew my mind that like that, you know, you obviously have a strong connection to your family because you're related by blood and you have all these experiences. But like how deep it goes is really kind of breathtaking when you think about just the, the, the levels, you know, and just how amazing like human anatomy is. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just wild to think about that, you know? And again, like looking at our kids and like their connection that they have with their grandparents, it's like, man, that stuff started when you were in the womb. Like, it's just, it, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Humans. Right. That's really beautiful. And also really interesting because I'm on the other side of the coin where I know like very little about my family because it's like not something that's really talked about, especially like growing up in in this household that is very uh, religious, very conservative. Like I don't really, my dad talks about his life after being saved, you know, after being in the church. So, but we're talking about like 40 something years beforehand that I know nothing about. And similarly, like my mom, I don't know, I know a bit more about my mom's side of the family, but I don't know much at all. And I think that, I think having a connection with family or, or me not having much of a connection or knowledge I think that shapes how you perceive family and your decisions to really love and embrace family and probably explains why, like you guys are in a different position family wise as well. But I think all of this is very, very fascinating to your, your connection to who you are, to who came before you, uh, I think is really because it, it has to shape you. There's no way it doesn't shape you in, in fundamental ways in really just very, just vastly important ways. So yeah, very interesting to me. So it's, it's, it's fun to me that we're talking about this because one of the things that I enjoy about the relationship that the three of us have is that I learned very early on, like in my relationship with E, that he's not super close with his family. So like when we started doing all this and spending all this time together and knowing like your outlook, E, not that I'm trying to like change your mind or all this stuff sure. or trying to reshape everything, but like I wanted to make sure that you knew that there is a different side of what family is and it doesn't necessarily have to be blood, but to be able to share those things. So like... All the three of us are very different people, but at the same time, we're very similar. So having, being able to connect with people on a level like that, that aren't blood related or that you don't have that, that share that, you know, that, that specific bond with, it's not that it's, it's a better bond. I'm not trying to say that, but it's, it's a, I feel like it's sometimes a more intense bond because it's built solely on your experiences Mm -hmm. in your life. And so, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I get happy when we talk about stuff like this. Cause that's, it's kind of what I feel like we have, you know, and it's not a manufactured or weird thing. And like, I feel like we're like legitimately brothers. So like when people ask me and like, I don't know, like the past, like two, two years or so, like if people ask me if I have brothers, I say, yeah, I got, I got Aww. two brothers and like, I don't yeah. have any biological <laughs> brothers, but like yeah. I legitimately believe that you guys to be my brothers and we will be this way till loyal to the soil. You know, loyal right? to the soil, baby. Oh, so, right. And so like, so my, so my kids, Griffin River, so like they know you guys. And obviously once we get back to traveling around and more, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get to spend more time with you guys. And I want to make sure that they understand that, yes, they come from this, this strong Watson bloodline. My, my father, Al Blackstone Watson, you know, putting in work to make me and me putting in work to make them, uh, that that is their bloodline and their heritage, but I want them to also know like you guys are their heritage as well. You know, you guys are part of their family, and they need to understand that. And so uh, I don't know that that that's why I kind of like all this stuff because in the, in the grand scheme of things, again, like it's the universe, and none of this really matters because it's so big and we're just so small. But like for us, like this is what matters, and that's the kind of stuff that matters to me because that's that's what we pass down, and then that's what we what we leave, and whether kids your kids are like adopted when you're listening to this or whether they're, they're biological like the love that you you give to those relationships are really what ends up mattering when it's all said and done yeah man that, that was uh very beautifully said but I, I couldn't agree more and as it's really hard when people ask about our bond or our connection it's really hard to properly contextualize especially in an interview where they only want like a two-minute 
answer. It's really hard to get into to all of it, you know? And one of the things that I love with us is I always felt like, like pretty early on, we could talk about so much more than just wrestling. And the bond grew so much more than that. And the fact that like, you know, we've been at each other's houses and, uh, you know, been there with the, not actually there. I wasn't there catching your, your children as they came out <laughs> when you, when you guys had your babies, but you know, we were, we were a group and, and, uh, I love, I think for a lot of people, you know, you're just like, you're just two people or three people who work together and you go on about your business and you have some fun. That's about it. But I do really feel a familial, uh, deep bond as well. And I love that oftentimes I think I would just maybe assume, not that I've assumed with us, but I think sometimes you assume after years, you know, seven years, maybe things peter out, maybe get tired of each other. But uh, I realize, like when I see you guys at, at pay-per-views or whenever we're together, we're in person, there is a real deep and profound joy seeing the two of you. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't change that for the world, man. It really is like a familiar bond. And I'm I'm just wildly grateful. Like it, it's, I feel like if you, I guess we could have all been 10 time world champions during this last seven years, that would have made it better. But honestly, other than, <laughs> other than that, I, I could not fathom a better, more enjoyable, more fulfilling run in wrestling. Uh, like it's, it's, it was just the perfect path for me because it brought me a lot, not just success, not just accolades in wrestling, but really it brought me a sense of family, like a real, like, you know, brought me family. Yeah, that's what it did. And, um, you know, just kind of being there for each other backstage, the ups and downs of the job and through life. But uh, it's it's a really beautiful bond. And I guess it's just one of those things as you get older too, you just appreciate more. At least I do. So, uh, sure. yeah, man. Man. Doubt. That's, that's, that's the lesson today, folks. Love your friends. <laughs> go say, call your best friend as soon as you get done listening to this. Tell them you love them. Tell them you miss them if you haven't seen them. And uh, go give somebody a hug if you can, if you got the means to. Yeah. Go get a good, tight hug. It's good for the brain. That's um, right. But that's where we're going to leave you guys off today with some sentimentalness. We bring you the, uh, the life lessons. Don't, don't waste your money gambling. And yeah. Love your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and wear protective eyewear. Uh, yeah, yeah, someone shoots. Yeah. And, don't, and don't be, don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah. And if, and if you go to a show in Kansas City and some weird stuff is happening near near or with your feet, it's all gravy, baby. It's just one of the boys having some fun. Just one of the boys. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's just the boys. It's just the boys. It's just the boys. Boy. Let it be. We're legit going to be there in like three weeks. <laughs> I know. And I, I might need you guys to uh, send me, to FaceTime me as you tickle some feet or something. Well, I'm not going to tickle feet. We talked about this. All right. As you do whatever shenanigans you do. <laughs> I'd like to be a part, even if, you know, spiritually. If it was a spiritually. Right. Yeah. We got you. We'll bring a cardboard cut out of you. Oh, beautiful. Or maybe leave uh, like, an, like an old school, like a uh, comic book villain. Maybe leave a calling card. Like, <gasps> oh, he's been here or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Turn on the faucets. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, we'll spray paint he was here. What, what well, was it when he said... Uh, he said, you got to spray paint you were there and leave sneakers wrappers all over the place. What was that? Yeah, step up in there. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, curb. curb. Yeah. 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 JB Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Step up in there. Wash me. Get up in there, lad. Get up in there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. You can catch me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Austin Creed Wins. And this podcast, which we know you enjoy, tell your friends to listen to it wherever they listen to their podcast. Just tell them to go to the search bar, type in the new day, click the pink picture with the three black guys' faces on it. That's your boys. And you can check me out on the YouTubes. Just search up, up, down, down. Give me a subscribe if you don't mind. And go to uuddshop.com for all your up, up, down, down apparel. And check me out on G4 because I am a G4 host. Mm-mm. Mm. And this shirt that I'm wearing right now that you cannot see is the new New Day shirt. That so go to www.shop.com to pick that up. Thank you. And you can catch me uh, at True Kofi on all the social media platforms. And by all the social media platforms, I mean social uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I, was say, I was about to say Facebook. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not on. I mean, you know, it's not me. Whatever. So Instagram and the Twitter at True Kofi. Catch me. Uh, I am at WWE Big E on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, FKA at Biggie Langston. 
FKA means formerly known as. Um, just, you know, that's where you used to be able to find me, but you can't find me there anymore because uh, I don't even know if someone else has that that app. I don't know what they're doing with it. Who knows? They could be doing all kinds of unseemly things with it. Anyways, Woods is getting patient, so let me go through the rest no, of no, it. No, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, speaking of poker, you got a bad poker face, Woods. You I'm not trying to have a poker face. You know exactly what he's thinking. I'm not trying to have a poker face. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's trying <laughs> to. I was, actually, I was actually itching my nose. Okay. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like hurry, just. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, you could have. Okay. Um, watch Laser Wolf. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Season one is season two. Should be out there, available soon, shortly. Hopefully, uh, all three of us heard an episode. You'll love it. It's fun. It's ridiculous. Uh, watch Laser Wolf. Uh, what else do I want to plug? Uh, the podcast shirt. Did you mention the podcast shirt? It's a no. there's a podcast shirt from from us. You know what? I wore it on TV and people were shocked. They're like, "Oh, where have you seen this?" Like our coworkers. So I guess we haven't done a good job of getting it out there and letting people know. But anyways, <laughs> oh, wow. it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Go ahead and buy it on the uh, you know WWE shop. Cop that. Uh, also, I just wanted to send you know some healing vibes to our our, our beloved Bailey. You know she's going through yes. a terrible <laughs> injury with the ACL. It sucks. It's horrible. But I've I've had both of mine torn and uh, I came back stronger and better than ever. So uh, everyone loves Bailey. She's an incredible human being. She will be missed. But we just want to send her some healing vibes. That's it. Vibes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The lag. Are we saying it at the same time? Thank. You. Thank you. Thank. I think. Thank you. Thank you. One, two, three. Thank you. One, two. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you on three or thank you. Thank you. One, two, three. Thank you. One, two, three, five. I think. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Thank you. Okay. One, two, three, three, go. Thank you. Thank. Thank you. Nailed it. 